Next, the golden days of radio. This is Frank Brzee welcoming you to the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past with the world's most famous personalities. Those memorable moments when everyone listened to enjoy the make-believe world of radio. On this program, we are featuring Helen O'Connell and Bob Eberly, comedian Frankie Fontaine, excerpts from some afternoon adventure shows, Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy, and a trip with Fred Allen through Allen's Alley. Helen O'Connell and Bob Eberly were the sweetheart singing team of the early 40s, and they had many, many hits. Here they are reunited on March 3rd, 1956 with Tommy and Jimmy Dorsey and their orchestras for this fascinating bit of nostalgia. Every prom. Now I'm the kind that appeals to mom. Bob, you're safer that way. <laughs> I like him. Time was every new record would rate a bomb. Our songs are lucky strike extras now. No matter, no wonder my hair is getting gray. It's really gray. Yes, it is. <laughs> Bus rides and plane hops and one night our train stops. Oh, we sure had our fill, didn't we, huh? Forward the laundry, if there's a quandary. Just send old J.D. the bell. Seems like we made a movie not long ago. I saw it last night on the Late Late you Show. I think I better take a powder, kid. No, oh, no, you don't. Oh, no, Get back here and suffer with us. Nightclubs and ballrooms, hotels with small rooms. We never knew which. <laughs> Solvent, stranded, mobbed or abandoned. What a way to get rich. Did you? I didn't. Me. Well, well, folks, here we are back just for old time's sake. Helping to cut Jimmy's birthday cake. Remembering how time was then. Tangerine. <laughs> 
most recently has appeared on the Jackie Gleason show as Happy Hooligan with Joe the Bartender. But years ago, he was also a very big radio star. His situation comedy show had him playing many parts, including the part of a father with eight children. On this episode, like all fathers, Frank wants to rest, but the children insist on playing baseball. <laughs> okay, let's go out and play some baseball. That's great, Dad. I'll get the bat. Let's go. All right, everybody take their positions. I'm going to bat out a few flies. You kids get back there a little further. I feel real strong today. Okay, Bobby, go ahead. Throw the ball. Here it comes, Dad. Look at that ball go. Catch it, kids. We can't. It's headed for that house next door. Dad, it's a home run, a home run. Well, there's our home. Let's run for it. Come on. <laughs> Told us whenever we do anything wrong, we should never run away. Dad's not running away. Of course not. He's hiding under the porch. <laughs> All right, which one of you kids broke my window? Gee, Dad, it's our new neighbor next door. You better come out and tell him you did it. You're right, Larry. I'm glad you learned something from my training. Whenever you're in trouble, you should always face the music and tell the truth. What window? <laughs> Show you what window. I've called the police. They'll take care of you. Holy smoke. He's coming over here with a cop. Now, just calm down. I know how to handle a policeman. So just be quiet. Let me take care of the whole thing. Don't worry, Dad. We won't squeal. Yeah, you'll find him right in here. There. There they are, officer. Dad, what are you going to do now? Don't worry. I told you I know how to handle policemen. Well, faith and begari, officer. Pull up a shillelagh and sit down. Bigari, it's a pleasure to meet such a fine broth of soup. Bigari, bigari. My name is Schultz. Well, Peter. <laughs> this is the place. Come into the house, Maya. <laughs> you all have some Venus nissels. Now let's meet one of Frank Fontaine's great characters, that all-American boar, Fred Frump. To help us out, we have Harry Von Zell and Helen O'Connell, who play the part of a couple who are moving into their honeymoon cottage. Unfortunately for them, their next-door neighbor happens to be Fred Frump. Uh -oh. 
come on back into my arms, honey, and give me our first married kiss. Nobody answered the door. I heard someone talking, thought I'd drop in and just say hello. Fred Frump's my name. <laughs> Buddy. I'm your next-door neighbor. I believe in being friendly with my neighbors. Well, that's... Hi, neighbor. Say, that's a song. Hi, neighbor. Hi, neighbor. That's very kind of you, I'm sure. But... I came over to see if you need a cup of sugar, but I see you've got all the sugar you can have. <laughs> really very nice, but we're quite busy now. Perhaps we can get better acquainted tomorrow. That'll never do. My motto is, never put off till tomorrow what you can do today. My motto is, two's company and three's a crowd. Yes, and four's a mob and ten's a parade, and I love a parade. Say, that's a song. <laughs> I love a parade, the beat of a drum, the hum of Look, Mr. Uh... Trump's the name. Everybody in town knows me. It's a good old American name, Trump. <laughs> Maybe you heard of my Uncle Ferris. He's a pretty big wheel back east. <laughs> oh, Mr. Frump. Just call me Fred. All my friends call me Fred. Well, look, Mr. Frump, let me explain. My wife and I were just married an hour ago. Newlyweds. Well, nothing like having privacy on your honeymoon. That's what I always say. Never forget when I got married. There were so many people around. Got to Niagara Falls and found out I left my wife at home. <laughs> Showed up and spoil all the fun. <laughs> so you two just got married. Well, you know, I haven't had a chance to kiss the bride yet. Neither have I. Shame <laughs> on you. Neglecting her. What? That's what causes divorces, my boy. Neglect. Now listen. It's lucky I came by. Your marriage is going on the rocks. <laughs> I wish I had one. Gosh, I hate to see two nice people like you breaking up. Myself, I've been married 15 years. She's my life companion, and is she growing old? <laughs> and no Frank Fontaine show was ever complete without his famous characterization of John L.C. Savoni. Right now, John is down at the Motor Vehicle Bureau with Harry Von Zell to get a driver's license. Oh, here, John. Your window is right here. Now, look, listen to me. When the clerk starts asking you questions, don't forget the answers I told you this morning. Don't worry about me, pal. All right, your next young man. What's your name? Huh? What's your name? Harry, uh, well, you didn't tell me about that answer. <laughs> what do you... He, all he wants is your name. Oh, John L.C. Tavoni. I can see this isn't going to be my day. <laughs> Address? 2467 Motor Avenue. Born? Yeah! <laughs> no, no, the date, the date. I want the date. Better ask Harry. He knows more girls than I do. <laughs> Look, mister, all I want is one simple answer from you. What day were you born on? Let's see. I think it was Thursday. Thursday? <laughs> yeah! It was Thursday. I remember the next day we had fish. <laughs> it couldn't have been fish. Fish is a brain food. <laughs> I had to go join the civil service. Look, uh, pardon me, uh, <laughs> or, uh, sir. You, you'll have to excuse my friend. He's a little confused by it. He was born. Uh, he was born May 9th, 1922. 
We'd better get to the eye test, huh? Uh, what about your eyes? 2020? No, I've got one in one like everyone else. <laughs> That'll teach me to ask. <laughs> Look, I'll find out for myself. I'll see that chart on the wall over there? All right, cover one eye and read me the bottom line. A-F-G-T-R-Y-S-A-L-B-M-L-O-P-E-W-R-G-Y-G. John. G-W-R-U-V-L-L. Mr. Savoni. P-K-R-V-L. All right, all right, you win. Here's your license. Take it and get out. The adventure shows were always very popular, and from five to six in the afternoon, almost everyone would tune in to programs like these. Sergeant Preston of the Yukon. And King Honyo Huskies. Gold, gold discovered in the Yukon. Back to the days of the gold rush and the adventures of Sergeant Preston and his wonder dog, Yukon King, as they meet the challenge of the Yukon in their relentless pursuit of lawbreakers. Sky King! You gotta believe that this man right here is the real Sky King. That's no use, Jim. They'll never believe us until we prove who we are. Yeah, well, how are we going to prove it? In this here cave. Well, we'll have to find a way, Jim. It... Lieutenant Edwards. Hello, King. Didn't get very far, did Lieutenant I? Lieutenant Edwards, what happened to you? Son of Chief Burnwood's braves jumped me. So the Ranger posse hasn't been warned of an ambush. The Adventures of Superman. You expect me to believe a fantastic story like that? Impenetrable skin. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh, Dr. Raymond. This is hardly a laughing matter. You've just revealed something to me. I, in turn, intend revealing something to you, something that has never been revealed before. Well, well. Oh, interesting. What is it? You've confessed that you are the voice. Now, I shall make a confession. I am Superman. No. Ready for action. And now, Dick Tracy. This is Dick Tracy on the laboratory mystery. Stand by for action. Let's go, men. Yes, it's Dick Tracy. Protector of law and order. Harry and the Pirates. Jack Armstrong. Jack Armstrong. Jack Armstrong. Jack Armstrong, the all-American boy. Wave the flag from Hudson High, boys. 
show them how we stand. Ever shall our team be champions, known throughout the land. The thrilling adventures of Jack Armstrong, the all-American boy. Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy have been radio entertainers for many years and very successfully, especially with material like this. Well, this summer, Edgar, I spent quite a lot of time with my genealogist. Having trouble with your genie? No, no, Charlie. <laughs> no. It may interest you to know, Mr. Charles McCarthy, that you and I are cousins. Mr. Allen, this is blackmail. No, no. <laughs> And I am just as much ashamed of it as you are. Yeah, well, now, how do you explain that, Fred? Well, as you know, Edgar, my name is Sullivan. Yes. And my genealogist traced the Sullivans back to their lineal origin in Ireland, you see. And I learned that my great-great-grandfather, Seamus Sullivan III, had five children. Oh, I see. Michael, Patrick, Timothy, Shaughnessy, and Jaime. Michael, the eldest, while in Dublin, met Molly McCarthy. You see, Charles, the records prove that you were a Sullivan on your mother's side and a shillelagh on your father's side. Now, where do I come in now? Well, your great-grandfather was named Pine McCarthy. His son was a cone. (laughs) And as I am your closest living relative, I feel that it is my bounden duty to look after you, Cousin Charles. Now, just a moment, Fred. You can't take Charlie away from me. Oh, we can't forget old Chase and Alexander. But after all, Edgar, blood is thicker than coffee. The senator's home. I'll knock and see what happens. Somebody, I say, somebody knock. Yes, I know. Claghorn's the name. Senator Claghorn, I know is. you're from the South. When I'm in New York, I'll never go to the Yankee Stadium. Now, wait a minute. I won't even go to see the Giants unless the South Pole's pitching. Well, look, I refuse to watch the Dodgers unless Dixie Walker's playing. Now, wait a minute. Let Stop me... interrupting. Where's your manner? Manners, I have more... Uh, try listening. You might learn something. Listen, all I'll ever learn... Your tongue's wagging like a blind dog's tail in a meat market. <laughs> You're winded, hey? <laughs> Just sucking in some air, son. <laughs> well, leave a little. I'm breathing, too, you know. <laughs> Tell me, uh... Tell me, Senator, what is Washington doing about cold prevention? The Senate, I say, the Senate reconvened just in time. Yeah? I was glad to see Senator Aiken back. Ah! Uh, Aiken back, that's a joke. Son. I know it's a joke. I know. That was a swanee fat. Why, I wouldn't have <laughs> That was a shrieking. Listen, you don't know what it is. I yourself. keep tossing them and you just sidestep them. Well, look at me. Now, wait. Say, you're a regular sad sack. Sack, that is. Now, you wait. <laughs> Tell me, uh, cool off now just a second. Do you have a favorite cure for a cold? I caught a cold last week. Yeah. Like to ruin my filibuster. Ruin your filibuster? <laughs> what? What did you do? I took an old southern remedy, son. I drank down two buckets of hot mint juleps. You drank two buckets of hot mint juleps and you still held the floor? Held the floor? Son, I couldn't get up off it. <laughs> Well, I wonder how Titus Moody is doing this evening. Howdy, Bob. <laughs> Say, uh, Mr. Moody, you look a little tired. I know. I was up all night. Couldn't get a wink. You didn't sleep a wink? No, no, it wasn't that. Somebody stole my tiddly. Uh... <laughs> well, Mr. Moody, uh, tell me, has this cold epidemic hit your farm? 
My wife had a nasty cold. Did you call the doctor? Yeah. Gold on quack, give her sulfur and molasses. Put in too much sulfur. Well, how can you tell he gave her too much sulfur? When my wife sets in the dark, she glows. <laughs> well, are you doing anything about it? Why, Senator Claghorn, a foreigner next door... <laughs> Send me over a bucket of hot mint julep. For your wife? No, no, for me. Tonight I'm getting lit up to keep her company. Come on, Doctor. <laughs> Look as old Titus is going to get lit up on his weekend. Well, let's see what a knock here will start. No. Ah, oh, Mrs. Nussbaum. You were expecting maybe two la lu la lu la banquet? No. <laughs> Tell me, Mrs. Ann, have you had any colds in your house? My husband, Pierre, is sick. Oh, really? They are maybe sending him to a clinic, the Meyer Brothers. Oh, the Meyer Brothers. <laughs> well, didn't Pierre try any cold remedies? Every day is a new remedy. First, he is bringing home fruit to drinking fruit juices. What kind? Oranges, grapefruits, tambourine. <laughs> well, how long did he drink the fruit juices? One day. Then Pierre is opening up the window and throwing out the fruit. Oh, he had another remedy? Vitamins from vegetables. Oh, good. <laughs> He's bringing home carrots, sprinkler beans, and rutabagos. <laughs> How long did he try vitamins? One day. One day again. Pierre is opening up the window and throwing out the vegetables. He had yet another remedy? Absolute rest. You're staying in bed. Uh-huh. I am bringing meals. I'm bringing pills. I'm bringing hot water bottles. Well, how long did this last? One day. And then? I am opening up the window and throwing out Pierre. <laughs> well, here we are at the last shack in Allen's Alley. Let's see what happens here. Roses are red. Junkwills are yellow. Falstaff is here and the stuff is mellow. Oh, uh... You have been sweating out new cantos. Oh, indubitably. Tonight, we are simply discussing the common cold and its prevention. Mundo. Attention, you men of science. Oh, I know you've harnessed the atom. Jet propulsion you mastered last June. Radar you've reduced to a plaything. And now you're in touch with the moon. But one small microbe defies you. And science is 10,000 years old. You haven't subdued Coriza, the germ of the common cold. So attention, you men of science. Until this germ you confront right, half of this country will be sneezing and the other half saying Gesundheit. That concludes this edition of the Golden Days of Radio. I hope you've enjoyed the past few minutes. This is Frank Brzee inviting you back again next time for more great moments from radio programs of the past. This is the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service.